do you stay excited about a massive financial goal, like paying off your house? Well, you gotta celebrate small wins. Nailed it, dude. Seriously, yes. In today's episode of the Frugal Fit Mom podcast, we are going to be doing hot takes. Hot takes. It's hot. gonna be me and my husband Dave of 20 years this year. Not yet. Hallelujah, can I get an amen? Not yet, we haven't made it there yet. Okay, we're almost, we're <laughs> almost there. Listen, my parents got divorced when they've been married for 22 years, so that's the, that's the milestone <laughs> I'm looking for. In today's episode, I wanna cover a bunch of the questions that we get on past episodes, maybe some updates, clarification points, okay. and, and even some DMs I get on Instagram sometimes. Some of these might be unpopular opinions. That's why I call it hot takes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to blow through them quick. I don't even know that they're hot takes or not, but Well, they're... if we keep it a hot take, we'll just go through it quicker. Okay. We don't, we don't need to elaborate. Right. Good call. Good call. Before we kick it off, do you have just a general hot take? I have one. I have two. They're both about food. <laughs> I don't. Go for it. Are you ready? in and out overrated. <laughs> also, Agreed. Also, crumble cookie, so overrated, not good. Eating out, overrated. Just across the board. Across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our hot takes for the day. Episode over. Just kidding. So if you have not subscribed or liked or left a review, I would love it if you would do that. That really helps other people to find the podcast. Since it's newish, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, you can hook us up with a thumbs up and leave us a comment down below. Tell us how you found us. Like, subscribe, do all the things. Yeah, all the socials. Like, follow me on all the socials. <laughs> okay. Right? Did you know I'm on Instagram too? I'm everywhere. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I ran into <laughs> I ran into a subscriber in Dollar Tree the other day. I thought you did. Yeah. Were you hiding? I was hiding. <laughs> she was so nice. She had the most gorgeous red hair. Did you see her? Uh -uh. With the red hair. Oh, I love redheads. I just saw someone talking to you. I was like, ah, she got recognized. Yeah, I, I sure did. It was super fun. She was cute. Okay, let's kick it off with on a recent video, not a video, on a recent podcast, we got the question in the comment section how, or maybe it was one of your videos. I can't remember now, but the question was, I want to go to the gym, but I don't want people looking at me. This was a female. Oh who's, yeah. Who says, I want to go to the gym. I don't want people looking at me. I'm super nervous. <sighs> I have so many thoughts about this. So I'm going to say a few things as a, as a female who feels very similar. Yes, you do. I do not want to be oogled at the gym. Yes, I know you don't. Not even a little. Not even by me. N not even by my husband. <laughs> I Listen, I'm there to work out. I'm not there for social time. And I definitely don't want eyeballs on me. Okay. Okay. First of all, there are things you can wear that help you blend in a little. Yes. Okay. I wear leggings. I'm also known to wear like baggier tank tops, like muscle tanks, right? Like super baggy. They cover the cash and prizes. <laughs> like they're not, they're not showing, you know, anything up top. I never wear shorts at the gym ever. I'm a leggings girl with a baggy tank on top like that. Maybe a sweatshirt. That's what I wear. I have no makeup on. My hair's in a bun. I have headphones in I'm doing my business. Okay? Right. Are people looking at me? Maybe, maybe they are because you know who I look at at the gym? The people working hard. The people working so hard. They're inspiring to me. I look at those people and I'm like, wow. That's an amazing workout. That girl works harder than anyone else in here. Or like that dude just deadlifted 600 pounds. Like, wow. Like that's what I see when I take a look around. What do you think about that, Dave? I think it's really hard not to get noticed. 
Just across the board, no matter what? Not to, yeah, just across the board. Because people at the gym are going there usually to either be able to perform better or look better. Usually those are the two categories. Okay, sure. I think. Sure. Okay, and so people go to, and they notice other people to say, oh, should I be doing what they're doing? Okay, let me, let me add one. I have also noticed people that do weird stuff. <laughs> if you're doing really <laughs> weird stuff, <laughs> like, okay, the people that work really hard and you're like, wow, they're working really hard. Okay, I'll notice that. And then the people that are, you're, you're like, what are they doing? Okay, I got I, I to give them for you. <laughs> I'll notice that. So if you're not on either of those camps, you're probably fine. The kid at the, weight, at the gym the other day, full on weightlifting belt. Okay. Straps. Okay. He's doing the pec deck. <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he was all out. Was he like 18 years old? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Listen, you don't need wrist straps to do the pec deck, okay? Okay, so there are some funny things. And it, honestly, the gym is always an experience. You're gonna see friends, you're gonna see some weird people. <laughs> and lots of times it's people just go and they notice. It's, it's kind of a people watching place. I'll also say this. I'm gonna say most people, okay, I think this is true. Most people in general are so concerned with themselves that they're not looking at anybody else. Right, they're just trying to get their job done. Do you know how many people are looking at themselves in the mirror? Yeah. They're not looking at anybody else. I'd say that's at least half the group. That for least. sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I look at myself in the mirror. Okay, Unless so. Unless I'm looking at you. It's a, <laughs> it's a really hard thing to do. I'll just say, for women, there's a way to get noticed. <laughs> yes. And there's ways to not get noticed so much. Yep. And yep. honestly, what you want to be, is you want to be recognized for working hard. Don't be offended if people notice you for working hard. Like that's yeah, a compliment. That is a compliment. I, I would be totally fine with someone noticing me because they're like, wow, she just did 10 pull-ups in a row. Sick. Like that's fine with me. We had a friend that lost a lot of weight. She was getting ready for a competition and I asked you permission. Can I go compliment her? <laughs> Do you remember that? Did you really? Do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh, she was doing such hard work. I had seen her there consistently over and over. There was progress. I could just see that she looked different, right? She was losing weight, she, her muscle tone was coming out, and I wanted her to feel complimented for her hard work. Right. But I did ask you if I had permission. I, I went up to her and I said, hey, I got permission to tell you, <laughs> you're doing a great job, and it, I noticed. I, I know she appreciated that because she was my friend also, and I knew she was like eating egg whites. Yeah. <laughs> like 11 o'clock at night, she didn't want it. Right. Okay, let's move to the next one. Next one. This was what I think was a well-meaning comment. You may disagree when you hear it. <laughs> I like to take these comments and be like, you know, they were probably coming from a good place. Okay. But tone is very <clears throat> hard to put across into a comment. It's very difficult. Okay, so it's gonna sound mean. Lay it on me. Okay. Must be nice. <laughs> I've already started with a... That's passive aggressive. I just wanna throw that out there. Okay. Okay. Must be nice to have all that money to go to Maui. Oh. You can enjoy it for us poor people. How about that one? I brought that one up because first of all, I did a whole video on how we did it on a budget. And second of all, I think it's really interesting to show what you can assume about someone that isn't true. Because, go ahead. Can, can I take this? I want to make an analogy back to the gym. Sure, scenario. yes. Going back it. to gym life, how many people say, oh, must be nice to be that skinny? Or must be nice to have a body like that. Must be nice to have those genetics. And they totally discredit all your work. All of your work. I, I have had that comment said to me after I had Ryan, who was my fourth kid, I was marathon training. 
when he was young, yeah. four or five months old. It was very hard to have four very small children, a nursing baby, and you were gone all day at work. I, like, I couldn't leave the kids with anybody, so I had to do my workout at four in the morning, which means I had to get up and nurse the baby at 3.30 in the morning. And I would get comments like that, like, oh, it must be nice to be so thin. And I was like, that's, it's so rude to say that because they were discrediting that I was waking up at 3.30 in the morning to feed my baby, go run for an hour to two hours and count my calories and meal plan and really try and eat healthy. I put a lot of time and effort into that and it was totally thrown out the window and I felt like it was disrespectful. Right. Someone was triggered. They're just excusing all of the other things that are happening in the background to make themselves feel better or something. But here's the honest truth. They're not noticing the 20 years, by the way, right. of hard work, sacrifice, going multiple Christmases with nothing, getting more promotions at work, moving our family across the country, going without over and over, <laughs> working our butts off, multi working multiple jobs, getting YouTube, which really was a huge blessing, and we probably wouldn't have been able to go if we hadn't had some success on YouTube. I don't know. But we were saving our money and working our butts off with multiple jobs. And we have forever and ever. For the last 10 years, you and I have both had multiple jobs. I'd say longer than 10 years. Oh, yeah. It was longer than 10 years. But I said in my follow-up video, which I don't know if they watched, is if you are creative, you can find ways around expensive costs. Yeah. Like, there's Disney budget hacks. I haven't looked into them because I'm not super interested in going to Disney. But I was interested in going to Hawaii. So I figured out how to get flights for free. And I figured out how to do a bunch of this stuff ourselves for like pennies on the dollar so we could have a good time, but it doesn't have to break the bank. And like you said, Christmas is with nothing. We still don't go out to eat. We still don't, I mean, do all this other stuff. People say things like that and they really, man, it makes me really mad because it really just hides the real issues going on, right? We had a friend of ours who's in her fifties. She would ride with the men cycling group on Tuesday nights oh, and she would keep mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And some of the guys were so shocked. They'd be like, what do you have an e-bike in there? It was so rude. And it was a way to like excuse. I think they were trying to be funny and cute and joking, but what they really should have been is dang, you are fast. I had a hard time keeping up with you. Those like would have been real compliments to her hard work. You know, that's a super interesting topic you bring up. I, I've ridden with that group before and it's not fun. It is steaming with testosterone. It's very difficult to ride with them. Most of them are very rude to the women. Yeah. And this friend of mine who, mid-50s, 55. Yeah. And she's one of the best cyclists I know. So for her to keep up at all is really saying something. And then for them to downgrade her like that is so rude. Because they felt threatened. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's an interesting it's a lesson in psychology, isn't it? Yeah, it's a rude comment. <laughs> it's, that's it. That's the take. Yeah, sorry. It's a, it's a rude comment. Let's go on to something else. Yeah, let's do another one. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. This question is about shopping multiple stores for grocery shopping to save money. Okay. So do you actually save any money with gas, time? Would it not be cheaper to just get delivery? <laughs> okay. Okay. You're the expert on this one. You're allowed to chime in. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not nearly as informed. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's break it down. Okay. How many times a month do I do a heavy budget grocery shop? Like big, where I'm like, store, 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 store. Two, three times, maybe. I think you're way over. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe one a month. Like I said, I'm not informed. <laughs> like a big one. If I'm already 
in an area and there's a store next door, I'll be like, you know what? We're right here. Let me run in. I don't think that counts. Okay. Because I would have been there anyway. I do that a lot. And when we go, we're usually driving just to go to one store. It's like 30 minutes just to get over there. So for us to go five minutes over to the next place is really an easy run. I also live in a small town. So if I go to all three grocery stores in my town, that is essentially a seven mile round trip. Yeah. At so the most. at the most. So if my car gets what, 20 miles to the gallon and gas is $4 a gallon, I'm just throwing out a number. That's $2. Less than $2. It's less than $2 I have spent on gas for my car. Your time, you could, you could argue that either way. I would say I do spectacularly well on saving money on groceries. If I didn't do what I do, our $400 a month grocery spend would be 1200. So are we mathing that right? I save $800 a month by doing what I do. Okay, even if it's not 800, even if it was $400 a month. Okay, cut it, what if I'm half wrong? Even if it's $200 a month. Okay, let's say I'm doing the big shop and I'm driving 30 miles one way, 30 miles another way. Let's say for the whole day, it's 70 miles. Let's just say that, okay, the whole day. And I get 20 miles to the gallon. Was that four gallons times four bucks? I've spent $16 on gas for my $200 savings. Do you remember that Dr. Lori used to talk about this when she would say how important it was, let me back up. You started doing this when you were a stay-at-home mom. Yes. And we were on one income. Yes. And that's how we saved money. Mm -hmm. Your contribution to the formula was take care of the kids, mm -hmm. take care of the budget, be as frugal as possible. Both of us did that. Now, what I'm trying to say is you took the kids with you on a lot of those shopping trips. They got to observe you. Yes. They got to watch. There was a lot of learning that's not measurable there. So I would say there's, there's a lot of other things that happen you can't necessarily put a dollar mark on on the actual going places and taking kids to some of those places and doing all those experiences together. But I'm saying if I spend 16, I'll round up. If I spend $20 on gas that day and save $400, I mean, that math makes sense to me. I'm just talking about your time. Yeah, and, sure. And time with the kids. How do we come up with financial goals to prioritize? Ooh, tell me. Well, I know what I'm going to say. What, what do you... Go. What do you think we do? I, I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Why do I feel totally like true. I feel so seen right now? <laughs> we usually just talk them out. I, I'll say we have conversations every night where we talk out stuff, stuff, dreams and hopes and mm -hmm. plans. And pr we prioritize those over time. Mm -hmm. And those things take, they take shape after a while, weeks, sometimes months. In the early days when we were paying off debt, we made a short list of things that were less than $50, mm -hmm. maybe 10 things. And we put them in order. He had one, I had one, he had one, I had one. Like that was the order that they were in. And every month we were allowed to buy one item. Do you remember that? I remember one of mine was a bike, it, a bike pump. And it had to be under a certain dollar. Amount. It had to be under, I want to say 50, but it may have been $30. It probably was 30 Do you remember one of yours? No. No. Sometimes we'll sit down like in January and be like, this year, what, what would you really like to see this year? You know, and maybe it's a vehicle purchase or maybe it's a hot tub or... <laughs> Full transparency, I think we don't really have good goals right now. No, yeah, I would totally agree with that. We've been discussing like what the goal should be and we got nothing. So we're feeling a little aimless at the moment. Well, we want a patio put in. Yeah. 
and we can't find a good deal or a contractor that will actually do it. And because that's yeah. there, we just have kind of floundered. You know? Yeah. How do you talk to other people about money? <laughs> so I want to say doing the budget breakdowns is not the same as talking to people in person. No. That is not the same. These people are anonymous. It's not a conversation. I'm just, I'm looking at numbers and I'm talking to a camera and to my husband. That's actually not that hard. But talking to actual people <laughs> in person is really, really hard because money is so emotional. And it's different for every person that we know. Yes. There is, we had one friend, I gotta tell this story. Oh no, who is it? Who loved to talk about how much money he made. <gasps> I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he would share openly like, I don't care, I make blah, 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 blah money. And yeah, I, like, I, make, wow. I make blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, you're really open with that. And he told me that multiple times. I make over this, I'm okay with spending my money on that. I remember trying to tell them if like they signed up early for this sport, they would get a discount and they were like, we're not worried about a discount. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, and then we have other people that some of the entrepreneurs that we know are actually pretty good about talking certain types of money, business money and things like that. Yeah, that's Maybe not true. personal money, but business money with us. Yeah, it depends on the person and how, how good friends you are. I would say all of our friends that own businesses, yes, are very easy to talk about. Business money, investing, that kind of thing, which is kind of fun to kind of be in that space and get to know people like that. And then I would say even with our family, each different family member, we know a different way that we approach it with each person because it's just so different from person to person. So uh, I would say if they didn't ask, you have no opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did help one friend in person who was struggling with money. I think she wanted to quit her part-time job and didn't know how she was going to make it. And I'm like, I could totally help you. Like, I'm really good at budgets because she felt like she had to work to contribute and she didn't want to. And so she brought the numbers over and it was a little hard for me to be like, wow, you make way more than us. <laughs> I do remember and, that. And I stayed home for forever. I remember going over her grocery budget and I was like, let's talk about this line item. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you buying? And she's like, well, I buy, I remember this so well, I buy Lunchables for all of the kids. And I'm like, actual Lunchables, like the, like the Lunchable brand Lunchables. And she's like, yeah. So I went grocery shopping with her once and I showed her how to buy the separate ingredients, like a box of crackers, a package of salami, and a package of sliced cheese. And she could make them better, higher quality, and it would cost less money than the cheap Lunchables were two bucks each, and then they went up from there. She was like, I can't believe this is so much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> she asked for my help, so I felt like that was, I don't know, kind of a fun experience. It usually takes lots of time and then exposure and questions before you're comfortable. Yeah. Okay, this one's so good. How do you stay excited about a massive financial goal, like paying off your house? How do you stay excited about saving for retirement over the course of 30 years? Well, you've got to celebrate small wins. Nailed it, dude. Seriously. Yes. I remember when we read Dave Ramsey the first time, mm -hmm. and he was like, you and I talked about this. I don't know if we heard it on the radio show or what, but it was like, go out to dinner mm -hmm. when you do this X, Y, or Z, and just like celebrate it. Go on a trip. Celebrate this thing. Yeah, I think it probably was his radio show. I don't think podcasts existed at the time, so it was probably his radio show, and... Yeah, I think he was like, when you pay off everything, like celebrate that. And then once you get the emergency fund, celebrate it. And then you're saving for retirement, celebrate it. And then when we were doing the mortgage, 
did we break it into $5,000 chunks or $10,000 chunks? That was 10. It may have been like every $10,000 we were allowed to celebrate in some way. And we made a list of things we wanted that were a little more expensive, whether that was items to purchase or like a weekend trip away or, or something like that. Yeah, don't celebrate every $100. <laughs> Make them big benchmarks, but you, it is hard. And honestly, there were some months, do you remember this, that you would get a little bit more like frustrated or lackadaisical or just kind of meander off the path just a little bit. And some other months it would be me. And it was usually the other spouse that had to help kind of bring us back on the tracks so the train didn't go so far off the rails. Yeah, it's hard to do. About retirement specifically, you get to a point where you don't even notice it anymore. Like mm -hmm. you auto draft it and it's not part of your budget. I'll say we don't celebrate retirement stuff right now. No, we don't celebrate that. We don't celebrate anything anymore. <laughs> that's, that's a joke. Well, we honestly, we don't have very good goals right now. We just talked about that. Yeah, we don't have great goals. So we right now I'm just celebrating a warm, sunny day. That is the truth. Yeah. I feel like this question is so relatable to me. Okay. It feels like it was written for me. Well, I guess it was because it was written to me. So that sounds dumb. <laughs> the question is, after you've been doing this for so long, you've been tight, beans and rice, tuna sandwiches, not buying anything, paying off everything for so long. How do you transition once everything is checked off? So I feel like I totally know where they're coming from. Do you? Because I feel like we experienced that and we just talked about it in a recent podcast that we recorded where this couple had like 10 credit cards and cars and, and all these things. And as we laid out the plan to pay everything off in about 14 months, they now had this huge monthly amount of like $4,000 that was going to debt that now doesn't have to go to debt that can be allocated towards other things. Your income stays the same or it goes up, but now you just have more money because you're not paying other people all this extra money. So I think step one is getting everything else in line to be responsible. Kids college, bump up your retirement as much as you can. Do you wanna upgrade your car? Now's the time to do that, like save up and buy the car. Home reno, like maybe you wanna redo a bathroom, save up and do a bathroom, like take a trip, okay? I think that's the first step. And now your lifestyle looks a little different because I don't know how much extra money they have each month. Maybe it's a thousand dollars. You've done everything. You've done the retirement. You've done the car. You've done the kids college. You've replaced the old couch and you have a thousand dollars a month. Now what? I'm glad you've got all the answers on this one. Okay. Because my first response to this was when they figured out, let me know. Oh my God. <laughs> because I feel like I'm still, I really liked being in the frugal space where we were not spending money. Okay. Spending money sometimes still freaks me out. That's very true. I think you have a harder time with it than I do. Maybe because I look at all the numbers and you don't. Yeah. So I, I see it all the time. Here's what's changed for me is before, let's say we were at a mountain bike practice and it's nine o'clock and we're thirsty and hungry and tired and sweaty. I would have just be like, we're waiting till we get home. There's drinks at home. There's food at home. We're just going to go. And I remember after we paid off our house, one of those first days after the house was paid off and we were coming home from a mountain bike practice and I was like, what if we just ran over and like got some sodas? <laughs> it's not even that much money. It was yeah. less than $5. Okay. It's not even that much, but the mindset shift in relaxing and not sweating the small stuff, like a couple of sodas 
which my kids have never, like, never had before, was a really different vibe for me. There is one strategy that a wise man once shared with me. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> Do you remember this advice? They said, once you have all your stuff paid off and you have a new different stage of, you have this stage of life that's different where you've got money to spend, mm -hmm. you put goals on various buckets, right? Yes, yes. Various sinking funds. And then when all of that's full, whatever's left over, then you can be free with. I did a whole video on this topic. Yeah. Filling your buckets. Yeah. So as an example, you know, you're like, okay, now that all of our bills are paid and we have this excess, let's say you have a few buckets, like retirement bucket. Okay. You're like, I want to travel. That's actually one of mine. Travel bucket. Travel bucket. I'm going to save X dollars in the travel bucket every month, no matter what. Okay. Travel bucket. And then like, what do you want? Golf pass. Okay. Golf pass bucket. Okay. I have to save X dollars so Dave can get his golf pass. Okay. Christine wants a new bike. I want a new bike. Bike bucket. Okay. So I'm saving X dollars. So if every single bucket is full and there's money left over, do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Whatever you want. You want to spend $500 on an anniversary meal with your spouse because all your buckets are full and you have $500. <laughs> do it. Not us, by the way. That's not what we did, but someone <laughs> I know just did that. <laughs> but I know a guy. I know. I happen to know a guy that did that. Another strategy that you could use for this one. You've got another one? Yeah, I do. So if you feel guilty about spending money, this is a really hard transition. So I feel like this topic matters. Let's say you want to, I don't know what dudes want. What do you want? A new bike. I was going to do way less money than that. <laughs> Give me something that's a couple hundred dollars. A couple hundred dollars. I want a new backpack. Like for backpacking? Yeah. Like for hiking? Sure. Like a Kelty? Like an Osprey? For sure. Give me one. I want a new Osprey backpack. I want a new Osprey backpack, which costs how much money? $400. 400 bucks. 400 bucks. Okay. Dave wants an Osprey backpack. It's $400. Feeling really guilty about it. Okay. So let's donate $400 to a cause that you feel strongly about. Donate $400 to whatever it is. It, it could be a family in your neighborhood. It could be an organization, a nonprofit, whatever. Donate $400, go buy your $400 backpack. Okay. Right? You're spending, but you're also doing some good. What do you think of that? I like it. Okay. What else I you have, got? I have one more. Okay. So this goes along with money, because that's, <laughs> that's what we like to talk about, is what's our investing mindset and or strategy? Oh, I do what you tell me. <laughs> Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, you know. What is it? First of all, I'm just a girl on the internet. Right. So don't sue me for any of this advice of which I am just sharing from like a friend to a friend. And mm -hmm. ours by no means is great. Ours is conservative mm -hmm. because you are not a risk taker. Yeah, I'm not a risk taker and I'm not an investing expert at all. That being said, here's what we do. Yeah. Number one, you have a 401k with matching at your job. I do. We fully fund that. That's one. Number two, you do have a very small pension. Yeah. Which is honestly probably less than what social security will be. You know, they've been saying that social security is going to disappear. They've been saying that for like 40 years. It will be gone by the time you need it. It hasn't gone away yet. So I don't really know. I mean, I'm not counting on it, but I mean, if it's there, yay. We also fully fund two IRAs. Okay, that's individual retirement account. I do one, you do one. Every year. We've done that for a long time. Of the Roth variety. Of the Roth variety. 
Uh, if you make too much money for a Roth, you can do a backdoor Roth in which you do a traditional and then convert it and then pay the taxes up front. Yeah. It's perfectly legal. Nothing I am saying is illegal in any way. Any tax person or CPA would advise you the same. All of this advice is centrally United States. Oh, it's 100% United States. Once you're done with that, yeah. you can also invest in, I believe it's a 529. I mentioned that one specifically because it's for children's college. However, if your children don't use it and it's been set up for a certain time frame, like 10 or 15 years, I can't remember the time frame, and your kid doesn't use it all or doesn't need it, you can roll it into a Roth IRA. So it's another way to save for college and retirement kind of at the same time, Yeah, which is super cool. We put not a lot into that. No, we don't put much into that. Yeah. We also do outside, let's call it outside of retirement accounts, like not retirement sheltered accounts. We do just investing, mutual funds investing. Yeah. We've done a few single stocks. Those have never done well. <laughs> <laughs> single stocks are more for the day traders. Yeah, that's not for me, <laughs> but we do, I'm going to call them brokerage accounts. We do that. And we also do rental properties. We buy property and rent it. Yeah. Those are our streams. You know, I would say there's three camps when it comes to retirement. Do you want to talk about them? Okay. Okay. So the first one is the fire movement, which is financial independence, retire early. So this is a combination of investing extremely heavily while you're very young and reducing your bills so low that you don't need that much anyway. And combining the two, you can retire quite young. A friend of mine is all in on that. They paid off their house like five years ago. A long time ago. Five, mm -hmm. six years ago. He's my age. And I know he is dead set on trying to retire by 50. Yeah. And maybe, maybe earlier. And you know, 50 is retiring early, but some people even do this and like retire at 40. I know. So that's super cool. So that's one of the camps. Another one of the camps is the long, slow method, which... I think we're kind of doing a little bit of both here where you just slow and steady wins the race. By the time you decide to retire, you got a couple million saved up in these accounts. To be clear, the way investing works, you haven't saved a couple million dollars. You've saved an amount that you are earning interest. And then the interest earns compounds, compounding interest. It's magic. Google it. It's fantastic. Love it. So most of that is growth, not invested. And the more time you have to do that, the more money you end up with. And then I'm going to say the third camp is what all of my business owning friends would call cash flow is king. And these are the people that try and create monthly cash flow from their assets that aren't necessarily retirement accounts. That's where the rental property comes in. Maybe owning a business over here. So let's say you have two houses that are paid for and they both get a thousand dollars a month in rent. That's $2,000 a month. I mean, minus expenses or whatever, but let's just say for ease of the conversation's sake, you have 2000 a month coming in in cash flow. That's the idea. That's the idea. So you don't have to save as much. There, there's not a lot to that. I think that's a good enough answer. This is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> you got deep really in a hurry. We're, we're trying to, so. we're trying to spread it out in lots of different ways so that the income and the retirement is not having all of our eggs in one basket. This is a nest egg spread out across many baskets. Okay. Yes. I like that. We've, we've gone in many directions here mm -hmm. because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the best way to do it. 
Right, so I'm trying them all. <laughs> I have other friends that totally put all their money in businesses and other things, and they're not actually trying to put money into retirement accounts. Right? Uh, I know people that do both. I, there's people that do both. There's all sorts of answers mm -hmm. out there. I don't know that we have a great one. We have one that we're trying, and it's the only one that we really know how to do right now. Which is to test them all yeah. and, and see what sticks. Yeah. So that's what we're kind of playing with right now. <sighs> I'd love to buy another property, but uh, have you seen the prices of properties? It's a really hard time for the investing thing because mm -hmm. everything seems really high in value right now, like overly inflated values. But if you leave your money in cash right now, the value of the dollar is declining. <laughs> It's almost like a lose-lose. It's lose-lose. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. No, me neither. I, I mean, that's the truth. We have no idea what we're doing. We're constantly learning, researching, and the great news is you can continue to learn, like try things and learn well into your 40s, wouldn't you say? Possibly even your 50s. Possibly. Maybe even when you're 60. Yeah, we handle investing like we handle trail running. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're just out there hacking it. <laughs> we're just out there doing it anyway and hope we don't trip and fall on our face. Right. All right, I think I'm going to leave it there. Okay, good one.